Well, I'm so excited to be back. Um, I had a great time in Jamaica, I'm not going to lie. This was my fifth year going, fourth year at the camp uh, that that we've been able to go to. Nathan and Rachel have been with me for four years, Uh, so this was their fourth year going. Lisa made her second trip. Uh, Kendall made her third, second trip. And then Christine, Christian made their first trip to Jamaica. Did I, did I cover everybody? So, um, and they'll tell you in just a moment, the first timers, they'll tell you they fell in love with the people. You're going to, we're going to show a video here in just a moment. You're going to see, we're used to seeing Christine smile, right? But my goodness, just the fulfillment that she received from this trip. Uh, she was in heaven. So Hannah's got a video that she's going to show us. I want to thank Lisa for putting this together and the team for taking the pictures. This is going to give you a quick snapshot uh, of what happened while in Jamaica. I want it to stir your heart. Again, maybe some of you will. Miss Vicki, I saw you dance. You might want to go next year. <laughs> the the people of Jamaica love to dance and uh, love life. So we'll, we'll get you a personal air conditioner, Miss Vicki, because you can. So anyway, Hannah, are you ready to roll that? So let's enjoy this quick video and uh, then we'll come up and talk. Every day you're the enemy is a nigga, nigga. 
money, I go take it by liquor. I touch in the beer, but the beer tastes bitter. Me take it by weed, and weed is a killer. Smoking no good for me lungs, nor me liver. Me take it by two ring panic and everything. I show off myself from me to a sphere of ginger. Me take it by gun, figure, pull like a bullock. Come in, I guess it's a dead left pooper. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me it up for me. How will you be taking sugar, lie, I don't see me. Every day you're there, in all the years, I dig it, dig it. Every get a coup out, I dig it, dig it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me it up for me. How will you be taking sugar, lie, I don't see me. Every day you're there, in all the years, I dig it, dig it. Every get a coup out, I dig it, dig it. Church. 
Amen. That was so much fun. Now, here's the thing, Tommy. Next service, we're going to have to crank that last part. Jamaica is so loud. Everything is really, really loud. And so that was kind of timid and soft there. And it's probably the audio that was on there. But anyway, um, we had an amazing time. So I'm going to ask the team if they would come on up. And uh, we're going to take just a few moments. Let me get this microphone so that everybody can hear. Just a quick recap while they're coming up. We, we arrived on Saturday, and when we got there, Pastor Devin, who's been here a couple different times, he came and picked us up. We uh, went to eat and immediately drove to the camp, and we were there Sunday afternoon through Saturday morning. So a majority of the pictures that you saw was from the camp uh, that where we were, and we were able to minister. We all did different things. Some ministered to the children. I was able to speak in the Holy Spirit class every morning, um, which is something that they have every year. Um, so just different types of ministry, a lot of hanging out that happened and establishing relationships. Um, you notice that some of the facilities there, uh, they're run down. Jamaica is a very poor area, and so they're hoping within the next couple of years to do a uh, construction team to go down to repair some bathrooms that are desperate. Right, Dean? Desperately needed. Ladies, you were there. Those, the picture of the bathroom was where you were. Um, just desperately need some, some things. So they're calling for churches to come together and to be able to financially help out some, but also physically be able to go down. And uh, maybe some electrical work needs to happen. Who knows, Mike? Uh, so, but just different things that, that need to go on. Uh, building, plumbing, all kinds of things. So We'll let you know as that, as that comes up. But uh, in the few moments that we have remaining here, I just I ask each person if they would share what God did in them while they were in Jamaica. And so then I'll, I'll conclude um, when we finish. But today's goal and purpose is to, one, inspire you to pray for the people of Jamaica. Two, consider uh, praying all year long, uh, but also maybe giving to the Jamaica Fund because our plan is to continue to go. Uh, we've established relationships. Um, also, if we're going to be setting aside a fund to help with, um, you know, the construction and all that, which we'll be talking about later. Uh, but maybe, you know, are you to go to Jamaica next year? Uh, we've talked with a few people. I think pretty much the whole team's ready to go back right now. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to start with Christian, and we'll work our way this way. So, uh, Christian... How was your Jamaica trip? Can I say, for my first time in Jamaica, I absolutely loved it. Um, as you said, was introducing a little bit about this trip before, it's not one of those high level four mission trips where, where you're doing all this work, you're in a dangerous place. It's very much you're in a loving environment, not necessarily uh, the top of the line environment, but it's so, such a loving place and you don't have to have any special skills. Just go and love people and be loved. Um, kind of just an experience to share. 
basically the first day of the camp, I got bit by something. And my foot had swell, swelled up to probably twice It was not the size. a person. A person did not bite him. But. No, no. <laughs> some kind of, we actually don't know what bit me, but something in my foot reacted very poorly. I couldn't even fit my foot into my shoe for the entire week until we came back. Um, but from the point that someone noticed until the point we left, they were trying everything they could. They, they gave me whatever medicine they had. They gave me... Uh, things to help soak my foot. We, they just kept on trying and trying and praying over it, did whatever they could, whenever they could to take care of you. Um, so there's such a loving people. And I gotta say, 10 days is not enough time to get to know a culture and a people. So I'm looking forward to next year and hopefully a couple of you guys will be joining us. Well, this was my first missions trip and my first time to Jamaica. I've wanted to go on a missions trip since I was a little girl. So this is definitely a dream come true. Um, I just felt overwhelmed by all the love and joy of these people. And God allowed the little inner child in me, I have to say, to come out and have a lot of fun. With, and it didn't matter what age group. I was surprised one night, the ladies in the next room over who were working in the kitchen and were either giving talks or praying for us, they were having so much fun laughing. It was like I thought they were louder than the teenagers up above. And they said, we're always like this. But I think it's just that all that love they have for each other, and they just build and build every year on those relationships. And I just want to do the same. I want to go back next year and every year after till I can no longer go because I was truly blessed. I'm going to be posting a couple pictures on my Facebook page. Um, I didn't turn any of my pictures in. I failed the class for not turning my pictures in. Sorry, Lisa. Sorry. Um, but there are pictures, whenever I get this, I'll probably try to do it maybe this afternoon, but there are pictures of Christine that you're going to see if you are my friend on Facebook, where these little girls are playing with her hair, braiding it, and this is what I was talking about. She had the biggest smile on her face, and something that Christine did too was she took nail polish down there for the girls and the women, as it turned out, and it was funny to see the ladies on the team, you know, these little girls were painting their finger, not just their fingernail, but basically their whole bottom, because they had never played with nail polish. Uh, it's not something that the culture uh, really does, unless they're in a business environment. They don't, they don't paint their nails because they're working, and it would do no good for them to, to paint their nails, but that was a big hit, so thank you. Amen. Kendall! Um, so I don't like talking in front of people, so I'm a little nervous. But um, so um, before the trip, I was headed down the wrong path. I was making choices that I shouldn't have. I had relationships that were going downhill. And um, so I just came to God for it, and I just asked him. I said, well, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Forgive me of everything that I've done. And during one of Pastor's um, Holy Spirit classes, he talked about how the, choice of, the choices of other people can influence your life and the choices of, that you've made. And so I thought God was mad at me. I thought God didn't want me, didn't want me as his daughter anymore. So I felt this whole burden on me. And um, so he asked for people to come up to the front. So I came up, and um, the first thing that he said was, God is not mad at you. And then, then and there, I just started crying. Because it, like, that thought of me said, you know, God is mad, I don't. And um, for pastor to say that, it brightened my day. It made me 
feel a whole lot better. And so, yeah, but then I made lots of new relationships. The relationships are so amazing. I have probably have better relationships down there than I have here. And um, the teenagers, they just cling to you. The girls, they just hug on you. And it's, I started saying, good morning, beautiful. And they'd come up to me and they'd give, say, good morning, beautiful, good morning. And I just, oh, my goodness. And the little girls, this little girl named Jubilee, she, um, she was everyone's friend. But one night I was laying in bed, and I didn't even know her. And um, didn't know her at the time. But she came up beside me, and she said, good night. I love you, sis, and kissed me on the cheek. I was like, oh, my goodness. But it was a wonderful trip. And I thank all of you guys for putting your interest into this. But, yep, that was my Jamaica trip. Amen. So being my fourth trip there, this was probably one of the best trips, minus my husband wasn't there, and I missed my kiddos. But... Um, we had not only our team, but several other people from Ohio, Oregon, California, and Florida, and Pastor Bob's church that joined us, and um, we, and Michigan, but she was with our group, so yeah. she's in North Carolina. Um, but it was amazing, even though it was a huge group, we all worked so well together. Like, we all had different personalities, we all brought different gifts. Um, I decided to do something different this year with the kids' church, and everybody just jumped in and volunteered, and we were all able to go to all the classes and spend time with the little ones. Everybody just brought amazing gifts, Christine and her infectious smile and laughter and her nail polish, and Lisa and her friend Sharon brought all kinds of little gifts and toys for the kids, and there was a group from Ohio, and they just loved on the kids and let them paint their fingers all of their fingers, not just their fingernails. And they just had, the kids were blessed, and we were abundantly blessed. Well, first off, I would like to point out the amount of dad jokes that were said this week. A lot of dad jokes. Um, it, it definitely made me uh, wonder. But uh, anyway, it was a... <laughs> it was an overall good week. Um, I got to see a lot of old friends. This is my fourth year going. Um, this is the first year that I guess I really could understand the culture that they live in because, you know, before, I guess, um, my, you know, I just didn't fully understand it. And it was just a very overall humbling experience uh, just to see, like, how the, the conditions these people live in. They take care of what little they have and how well they take care of it. Um, it was a good experience. I did, I did get some stuff from the Lord. I definitely feel like in this time I am called to be a leader and to lead. I don't know what that is yet, um, but definitely to be a leader. So it was a really good o overall week. Um, in the boys' dorm, there was a lot of hitting and towel whipping. It was scary, <laughs> but it was a good week. So as, as the teller of the dad jokes that whole week while we we're down there, I will attest to what Nathan just said, you know, just of how the people take care of what little they do have. Tuesday, we got home Monday night. Tuesday, at some point, I guess when I got home from... Uh, from the race shop that day, uh, I hear the vacuum running upstairs in Nathan's room, and he had gone in and cleaned his entire room. And so I don't say that jokingly. I'm serious about that. Just with what he was saying, you know, they appreciate the little that they do have, and it, and it really does. It causes 
you to appreciate the blessings that God has for us as well. So proud of my boy. Amen. Lisa? So all I can really say is, wow, God shows up in amazing ways when you open your eyes to see. So um, I wasn't aware of how much worry I had been carrying around with me. And while I was in Jamaica, one of the age classes that we got to sit in on, Sister Isilda, she's awesome. Anyway, so um, one of the age classes, she was talking about refuse to worry. And, um, well, you know, when God's ready to deal you, deal with you about something, he's ready to deal with you about something. So worry was my thing. And um, I've been worrying about a lot of things, but mainly I've been worrying about my boy. You know, how many of us worry about our kids? God's word says not to worry, but to pray with thanksgiving and supplication, and I'm messing that verse up, but Philippians 4, 6 through 7, oh my gosh, it means so much more to me now. Um, so what I saw was that God is really in control. He is. God's in control. And um, until I can apply that in my, into my world, into my life, you know, will I see it for real? And, and not just, you know, these are words on a page. How many of us just look at the Bible and we read it and go on to the next page? But we've got to commit these words to our heart and, and live by them, you know. So when real life happens, like you're worried about your kid, you're worried about how he's going to do, how he's going to show up, how he's going to... Um, proceed through his career and then you sh you see God show up okay man is not in control we sure affect it a lot but God is in control and that's what I got to see so I just offer that piece to you if you're worrying about something look at Philippians 4 6 through 7 commit it to your heart amen 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 well, um, I'll just quickly share personally, and then I have something else I want to uh, share with us this morning. I think what I was blessed by the most was just the teamwork between not only the Americans, but between the Jamaicans. When you go down there after your first full week there, they consider you a Jamaican because you've learned the culture and learned some of the uh, patois that they speak, wagwan, all these different things. I learned a couple new ones uh, that I'm going to be using a lot, um, especially with Mr. Stowe. You know about me. which is don't bother me. You no bother me. And one of the things that we all learned because we didn't want to leave after the 10th day was this, me not left here, me not left here, which is I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. So uh, different things that we learned. But anyway, between the Jamaicans and the Jamaican people, um, you know, we go down there to minister, but we receive far more than how we minister. Um, just, I, I'm sure you've, you've heard their testimony of Christian was able to share one night ministering to the children. I was able to do the Holy Spirit class. By the way, what I did, if you remember the beginning of the year, we did Equipped and Empowered too. We did a whole series on that leading up to Easter. And uh, so I sent that to Sister Sandra along with a couple other things I was thinking about. And she said, we need to hear this one. And so I was able to modify that for the Jamaican people, and it was really well received. Um, I was blessed by it. And then, uh, again, as, as uh, Lisa was talking about, we had uh, some other sessions. The adult class would break out, the young adults, 
and then the youth and the children would break out. So we all had our own classes, and, and at those things we were ministered to as well. So uh, just the partnership that ha- happened. We were being the body of Christ uh, around the world. We were being the body of Christ, and that was encouraging one another. So um, can we thank the team again for representing Abundant Life? Thank you. No, I personally want to thank you, every one of you that prayed mm-hmm. for us and that financially gave. Mm-hmm. What a blessing it was, yeah. you know, and I want to I want to lift up our council members mm-hmm. for also um, giving more, mm-hmm. you know, than required. Anyway, not that anything was required, but thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. You guys can be seated and uh, yeah, you can give them another hand. Absolutely. So maybe next year it's some of your turn, and um, yes, Mr. Stowe was just reminding me of something he forgot. By the way, as soon as we finish here, if you are new to Abundant Life, you've been here since January, really, uh, we're going to have a lunch after the second service today, so that's going to be about 12:15. so if you want to come back, you can come to that, we'll have lunch for you, just share a little bit about what else we do. You've seen a little bit this morning, we do missions here, uh, we believe in community work, but we also believe in ministering to the body here, uh, of Christ here, so what I want to share with you today, because I want us to obviously be inspired by what you just heard, but to take away something from God's Word, um, and, and how it can challenge you through the rest of this week, how it can challenge you uh, just in your thought process. And missionary uh, to Jamaica, we support the missionary to Jamaica. His name is Reed Crow, and uh, one of the pictures that you saw there where we're standing side by side, he's the guy that's down there. He lives, he and his wife live in Jamaica full time, and uh, we we give to them so that they can be on the mission field along with some other churches. We partner together. But he shared uh, with us a missionary perspective. And why I want to bring this out today you may not go to Niger, you, Niger, you may not go to Jamaica, you may never leave the United States of America, but God has called you to be a missionary, whether that be at your workplace, whether that be in your, your neighborhood, God has called you to go out, to go out of your four walls, for us to go out of these four walls, and um, I, there were some things that he brought, and I, I want to comfort us with these words today. Uh, Reed said this, that God's church falters from exhaustion Because we feel we have to do God's work in missions. We feel that we have to do the work of the Lord. And the reason that statement spoke to me so much, you heard at the beginning of the year uh, that I was taking on some pressure that I did not need to take on. You know, Lord, so-and-so, Matt needs to live right for the Lord. Somebody needs to live better for the Lord. You know, all these things were going through my head. I need to do better. Lord, how can I preach better? How can I do this better? How can we reach out better? I don't see this happening in my life. I don't see this happening within our church. Lord, how can all these things happen? And the Holy Spirit very clearly spoke to me, David, you do your job and let me do mine. What a rebuke that was to me, but also an encouragement to me at the same time. How often do you and I try to do the work of the Holy Spirit? I try to be the Holy Spirit to my wife. I try to be the Holy Spirit to my kids. I try to be the Holy Spirit to the people who are sitting in the pews. God has not called me to be the Holy Spirit. He has called me to preach the truth of the gospel. He has called you to preach the truth of the gospel. Now, you may not do it standing up on a platform, but your life, your testimony is a message. Anybody can be a preacher. My pastor says this, anybody can be a preacher. All it takes is a mouth and a message. 
doesn't say a correct mouth and a correct message. You can preach whatever you want to preach and it not be right. Anybody can be a preacher. But God is looking for people who will come before him humbly and say, you know what, Lord, I can't do this. And I, Holy Spirit, I need you to work through me. The Holy Spirit has equipped us and empowered us to be world changers, even if it's just in your own neighborhood, even if it's within your own family unit. God's church falters from exhaustion because we feel we have to do God's work in missions. Do we go? Absolutely. Do we preach? Absolutely. But that's what he's called us to do. He does the transforming work beyond that. And, and even with what Lisa was sharing, you know, that's, that's so freeing for, for Stasha and myself as well. That we, with Nathan and Gabriel, we are responsible to present the word of God to them, to what it is, for what it is to become young men. Uh, but we place them in God's hands at that moment. We do all that we know to do. But I can't make their heart pure before the Lord. I teach the word and I say, Holy Spirit, you do your work in the lives of my children. You do the work in the life of my spouse. You do the work in my extended family. You do the work in my neighborhood. But here I am, God. Use me and send me to do your work and let you be responsible for the outcome. I find that whenever I try to be responsible for the outcome, I usually mess it up. Because I'm playing in a role that I should not play. And God is saying, you do your work and let me do mine. So here's what the team did. We went. We offered ourselves. We offered our love. That's what Dean is doing. He's going to uh, really a new, he was in his year last year, but it's kind of a new situation with what he's doing. Dean is presenting himself. God, I don't know what all's happening this year. There's some uncertainty that's going on, but I, I'm, I'm offering my vessel for you to use. And the Holy Spirit, He will take that willing heart and do amazing things through a willing heart. It's His work. See, often I will take the message of the gospel and transforming power of the Holy Spirit, and I will try to make that my work. But it's the work of God. God wants people to be ministered to and saved more than you do. God wants Nathan and Gabriel to turn out to be amazing men of God more than I as their father do. God wants my spouse, wants my, my wife to be the woman of God that he has called her to be far more than I do. And I want those things a lot. God wants the people of abundant life to grow and flourish and reach out and become pure before him far more than I do as the pastor of the church. It's his work. John 3, 16 tells us this, God so loved each and every one of you that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Turn with me to 1 Timothy. If you have your Bibles, I don't know. Hopefully you brought your Bibles today. Uh, remember, this is my new kick. I know that um, often we will have the words up on the screen here, but I did not prepare anything for the screen today on purpose. Um, I want to, I'm wanting you to bring your Bibles. Even if you have your phone, I, I read a lot on my phone as well, but there's something about holding the pages of God's Word where you can open up and be able to underline some things, and so I encourage you to bring your Bibles. Uh, but 1 Timothy uh, 2, we're going to look in verse 1 through 6. The emphasis that we're going to have is, is going to be on verse 4, but 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. 
Now, this is people in your immediate circle. This is people in your community. This is people around the world. We're specifically focusing on Jamaica and Niger, just for, for the purposes of, of where we feel the Lord has called us to minister. But, but really for everyone, ask God to help them. Also, by the way, Ireland is another thing. We haven't gone to Ireland, but we support the missionaries there, Tim and Christina O'Toole. And I think I mentioned this in a Sunday morning service, but they have obtained their Irish citizenship which is a very big thing uh, for them. The reason for that is every year they were having to renew their uh, visa to be able to stay there, and they were not certain that they could be there. Um, but anyway, the, just within the past three months, they got their dual citizenship, so now they can get jobs if they need to get jobs. They're permanent there now, so they can stay where God has called them to. So we're even reaching Ireland. Um, I think I did mention this last year. Who wants to go to Ireland? We need a missions trip to Ireland, right? I see all those hands, right? That would be, a, that would be an easy trip too. So it is a cool place. It's not hot. Miss Vicki, you could go to Ireland, right? Let's do it. Let's plan on it. Let's go to Ireland. Here's the thing about Ireland. Here's why, according to verse 1, pray for all people. Ireland, as beautiful as it is, as prosperous as Ireland is, they're people without Jesus. They, they're, they, it's, it's a beautiful, bright country, but the underlying spiritual tone is very dark. Very dark. And so Tim and Christine O'Toole, uh, which is neat, their last name is O'Toole and they're in Ireland. Uh, but anyway, they are bringing the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they bring people from our Bible colleges over. They do serve the city projects. Those are things that we could do as well. Pray for people everywhere. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Amen. Can we, um, Dean, you haven't prayed today. Will you just stand and pray for Tim and Christina O'Toole? We're going to do what the Word of God says. It's all right if we take a quick break from the message and we pray for missionaries. Let's pray for the people of Ireland. Thank you, Lord. Your Word tells us to pray for all people. So, Lord, we lift them up. Lord, we ask you to, to just continue to guide them by your presence, Lord. Lord, that you would continue to fill them, or that you would show them the way. Lord, we will give you praise mm -hmm. for allowing them to get their citizenship. Yeah. Now, Lord, now that this next step has been completed, Lord, we believe that you are you're doing a new thing. You're making a way in the desert, uh, streams in the wasteland. So, Lord, we, we ask that you just continue to bring a fruitful ministry that brings glory to the name of Jesus. In Thank Jesus you, Lord. Name, amen. 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 He goes on to say in verse 2, Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Jamaican government is kind of like U.S. government. There's, there's a lot of corruption. Probably, well, I'm not going to say far more than there is here. There's a lot of corruption within the government there. And so we need to pray for the authorities, pray for the leaders so that the people are not, there's such an oppression among the people from government in Jamaica. But they have the, the believers have the joy of the Lord. It's amazing to see how, you know, I think, man, sometimes I think, well, God, this, this, I just don't have that. This is not going right. And, and this is that. Man, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. And I want to have the heart of God, but that he has placed within them. And that's the heart of thankfulness. Goes on in verse 3. This is good and pleases God our Savior. And here's what I want to focus on. Who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Amen. This goes back to our point. It's the work of God anyway. 
He wants people saved more than we do. And I want people saved. But it's the work of the Lord. So God, here I am. Verse 5, For there is one God and mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. The message of God will come to the people who need to hear this message at just the right time. Quick testimony uh, while I've got just a few minutes here. Um, you guys, I might cry with this, okay? But you guys are used to me crying. So anyway, I'm a babbling crybaby. Um, but if I, if I mock myself, I don't tend to cry as much. Um, so babbling crybaby, babbling crybaby, babbling crybaby. So you guys remember Mo, who was West's puppy raiser. West is back there with Stasha today. So we were praying for him to come to Jesus, right? We've been, you guys have been praying with me. Mo lives in New York. He called me in Jamaica. He said, I'm ready. I am ready. Actually, he texted me, and I'm like, Mo, I just got to Jamaica, and it, you know, I'm thinking, man, this is going to be an expensive call, but I didn't care, so I called Mo, and I said, hey, Mo, here's the thing. And let me just tell you this, because Mo's going to be here in, in two or three weeks, and um, I'm going to just give him an opportunity to share, I think, but um, where was I? So Mo, he was saying that, you know, he, uh, let me back up. Let me get my thoughts straight here. Mo has been searching for a long time. A lot of people have witnessed to Mo. He came to our house for a week because really he wanted to see the dog that he raised and now that Stasha has. By the way, if you're new here, my wife has a guide dog, so Mo helped to raise this guide dog. And it was our heart to preach to Mo, our life to preach to Mo, so that he would want Jesus. And so we had conversation after text, after phone call, Several months this was going on, and I said, Mo, he, he, he had a recognition that God was drawing him. Why? Because God loves Mo more than I do, Amen. and I love Mo. Yeah. So anyway, I said, Mo, whenever you feel that you are ready, give me a call, and we will pray. And, and he, I know I appreciate it, and I know it's time, but I'm just not ready yet. He said, I've been praying, and I noticed in the Bible that God would often give signs to people, and I'm just asking for a sign. And, he, and I said, okay, well, I'm praying. So one day on the way home from church, he, he says, hey, by the way, I'm listening to song on the radio because I just asked God for a sign. It was a song about signs. And then a car pulls out in front of me, and on the back bumper sticker, it says, have you tried Jesus? <laughs> and I'm all, so are you ready? And he says, no, that's not the sign I'm looking for. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, just call me when you're ready. So then uh, I'm, I'm talking to him on Jamaica, at, in Jamaica, and I said, so what happened, Mo? I know that you're ready now. What happened? He said, well, um, I was feeling kind of down. Mo has had you know, kind of a difficult past and everything. He said, I was feeling kind of down, so I decided that I was going to comfort myself, and I was going to order myself some fat boy food. That's what he called it, you know, just to eat and to enjoy the, the, the food that he had. And um, so he said, but I had just taken some nasal spray for allergies, and it makes food taste like garbage. And immediately the scripture came to my mind that says, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? So that's what came to my mind. And he said, so then I decided, well, if I can't eat food, I'm just going to go play video games. But all the servers across the nation were down for PS4, so I couldn't play video games. So I just laid back on my bed, my eyes closed. God, I'm so tired of this. If you're really there, give me a sign. And he said, all I could see was a white bird. 
immediately, I knew it was the dove. It was the, the symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And he said, I didn't know what that meant, so I had to Google it. <laughs> you know? So he did, and he found out it was the presence of God. And he said, so I know it's the presence of God. I've been trying to find God in other things, but this is where I need to find God. And so I was in Jamaica, he was in New York, and I was able to pray and lead Mo to the Lord. Wow. In Jamaica. From Jamaica. God wants people to come to Jesus more than we do, but we have to avail ourselves. You are a missionary. Amen? Yes, your life. Let it be a living testimony. God has called us to partner with him. We are the body, and each has a specific call. Um, Reed said this, we don't need to be jealous of each other. Fulfill the purpose that God has called you to. Partner with him. Jeremiah 29, 11, God knows the plans that he has for you to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 33, 3, you may be thinking, so what am I supposed to do? Jeremiah 33, 3 says this, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't even know about. God desires to use you for big things. He's just saying, make yourself available. Make yourself available in your home. Make yourself available in your neighborhood, at your workplace, within your church. God is calling his people back to service. And here's what I think, within the local church. Because here in the local church, when we serve within the local church, you know what, it's a safe place. We can practice here. If you mess up here, you know, you, you misquote something here or you forget something one day, it's okay because we're grace-filled people. But this gets us to a place of service within the church that we can now go out. And I believe this is coming from Mr. Stowe's message Wednesday night too as well. If you have pulled back from serving, you're going the wrong way. God wants people to know Jesus more than you do. God is calling for people to be committed to his work. We have stuff that keeps us busy. Get rid of it. If it's keeping you from doing the work of God, get rid of it. Amen. You are missionaries. That has an amazing call to fulfill. Well, I just do this. You don't just do anything. You don't just, I'm so thankful Miss Annette is on the cleaning team. You know, we're able to bless Miss Annette and she's able to bless us. Her and uh, Kim are able to do that. You don't just clean the church. You make this place ready because I know Miss Annette praises she's cleaning. She's back there in that building cleaning for the kids. She's praying for every single child that there would be an environment open to the Holy Spirit so that kids could experience God, even the babies, to experience the presence of the Lord. You don't just do anything. You're doing the work of the Lord. What's more important? The Bible says this. I'm starting to preach. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, not here on the earth. Now, can we have hobbies? Absolutely, you can. Can you have things that you enjoy? Absolutely. Don't let them take the place of God. Because God loves people and he wants to partner with you to do his work. Amen? Can we stand?
And that's my encouragement. That's my challenge to you today to pray. My challenge to you to give. My challenge to you to go. Amen? Amen. I want to swallow. Lisa's getting ready to play. Just to open ourselves up before the Lord this morning. And maybe you're coming at a place of, Lord, I want to see more of your goodness and grace flowing through my life to touch other people. Maybe you're coming from a place of, God, I'm sorry. My priorities have been out of whack lately. And I need... Holy Spirit, for you to straighten those things out because I want to serve you. Maybe you have been working with someone lately who needs Jesus. And you're saying, God, can I'm partnering with you. Will you give me the wisdom? Holy Spirit, will you do only what you can do and draw people to Jesus? I don't know where you are in this process, but I want you to just take a few moments to pray before the Lord that he would help you fulfill your missionary call to those that you serve. Let's take a few moments to do that. God, I thank you that you're faithful to your word. Lord, help us to be faithful to your will. In Jesus' name. I want to ask you this morning, if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. And Mr. and Ms. Stowe are going to be down front. They're going to dismiss us in prayer. And they even have a gift for you. There's a Bible here that they have that they want to give to you to begin you on your journey with the Lord. But if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, I want you to do that today. We're not guaranteed of tomorrow. But why put off today until tomorrow what you can do today? And that is to follow Jesus. So as we dismiss here, I'm going to ask that you would come forward and say, Mr. Misto, I need Jesus in my life. Can you help me receive Jesus as my Savior? I want to serve him. I want to be a part of his call. Any other need that you have, you can come up as well. They'll be happy to pray for you. But today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of response to join with the Lord in what he is doing. Amen.